Asanya Mosaka. On 702. 702. For the curious. It's eight minutes past two. Make sure that you stay with us as we're also going to wrap the show, this Friday edition of the show with uh, 702 Unplugged. And today we're really uh, going to be spoiled. Langa Mavoso ended up recording four awesome songs for us, many of them from his upcoming release. Uh, to think that he's been in this business for some time and only uh, gained all of this popularity with a, a great single, the first, very first single that he's done, um, has garnered him a name in this business and finally he has gotten into studio to uh, record his debut album he's been on the on 702 unplugged twice hey Cabazilla. so uh, it's always a joy to have him on the show so we'll experience new music from him and i see that he spoiled us with the last song being a fan favorite sunday blues so langa mavoso one of the smoothest sweetest voices you're ever going to come across um in south africa that's coming up after 2 30. but for now we join a superstar she is an absolute superstar she stepped onto the entertainment scene in 2010 uh, when she appeared in a wimpy commercial and then since then her career has just grown immensely she is multi-talented tv presenter tv personality actress and rapper Abuitumelo Tulo joins us now hanging out with her uh, right now because just so many things have been happening in her life at the moment we know south africans are hooked on reality shows and showmax um, said one of the 10 most streamed local series on showmax uh, um, are four in fact are reality shows so it just tells you how much we love Love them. Well, she has her own, in fact, uh, on BET. The the, the very first um, BET Africa reality show is about Boiti Tulo's life. And so uh, she's collaborated with brands, an ambassador for many of the big brands, and of course, well on her way to establishing a formidable rap career. And she she, uh, joins us now. Um, Hello, Boiti. Hi, Azania. How are you doing? Ah, there you are. I'm fine, and you? Yeah. I'm great, thank you. That was such an amazing welcome. Thank you so much. I should hire you. (laughs) It is your life. It is your life, actually. I mean, I hope you're taking it in because the past 10 years have clearly delivered all of these amazing milestones for you. But how does it feel to have, what, 4 million people South African and around the world just glued on your life. You were celebrating 4 million followers on Instagram. Yes. Um, sure. It's, it's, it's very interesting. It's an interesting feeling because one, on the one side, you're obviously grateful. Or I'm, I'm grateful. I'm excited. I'm elated because I know what it means for my career. I know what it means um, monetary wise. You know, we can never ignore that. And I know what it means like in terms of the support base that I have, but also on the other side, it's the pressure of like, how do I maintain keeping these people interested, excited and tuned in, et cetera, because it's not like I have, you know, it's not like I, I follow some, you know, script or something to, to, to gain followers. So it's, it's kind of tricky, but at the most, I'm very, very excited and I'm grateful. Give us those insights, but you know, I'm really curious because as you say, it comes with that pressure. You have to create almost uh, visual content constantly so that, uh, and, and also you have to be strategic, not too much, not too little, just the right, mm-hmm. uh, just the right stuff, a right amount. Yeah. How, how do you do it? What have you learned over time in building this incredible following? You know, 
I really wish I knew because I it's something I always say when people are like, how do you get four? How do you get to? How do you get to four million? Even before I got to four million, when it was still three million, when it was two million, I I wish I had actually like a a formula that I'm following. But one of the things that I have picked up is you know what human beings in general can pick up authenticity and they can. They can pick up um, when you're being organic. So I think that's been one of the things that have worked for me tremendously. It's 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 just being consistent with being authentic in terms of um, the you know the content that I put up on social media. It's very much me, and it's never. I, I don't think I've ever thrown people off. So I feel like people connect more to the authenticity of yeah. the fact that okay, I know that this is her communicating and. Um, you know, I've, I, I, I'm not afraid to show all sides of me. So, you know, there's also an aspect of relatability. So I try and, and, and play with around with those things that I can control because I can't always control how people are going to feel in terms of, you know, um, what I look like, how I'm dressed, etc. So I, I give them as much of me as I possibly can. And I think that's worked for um, mm. a while now. Yeah, there's something there. There's something there. But congratulations. You recently signed with Def, Def Jam Records, and uh, which is a subsidiary of Universal Music. So what does it mean for your career? And why did Def, why did Jeff, Def Jam sign you? Did, did you ever ask what was that conversation? And did you want to deal with them? So, um, well, first, what it means for my career, obviously, it definitely means that I have a, a bigger reach in terms of you know, where I take my music, um, mm. uh, you know, throughout Africa, um, into Europe, um, America, even Asia, you know, it's like, um, but more than anything, I think, um, yeah, I'm just grateful. It just shows me it's an affirmation, you know, that I'm, I'm on the right path and the universe is in agreement with me, you know, so I'm all these things, all these omens and these moments are, are, most of the time are just affirmations that I should keep going. Um, right. And in terms of how the relationship came about, um, I had a, an existing relationship with Universal. So um, when the opportunity came about and they were, they told me that they were extending and they were, you know, getting um, Def Jam Africa, I knew about it, but I didn't know that they were considering me to be a part of it because I wouldn't have thought that far because I'm just like, well, I mean, I'm just three singles in. So mm. obviously I'd have to wait my turn if 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 that's um, the avenue that I'd like to take. But I was honestly gobsmacked when they were like, you're good enough. We want you as a part of this um, stable. I Honestly, it's until now, it's still like there's so many moments where I'm like, mm. I didn't even pass. I didn't even pray for this, but it's coming. And so it's like awesome. <laughs> it's incredible. But yeah, I'm truly grateful. It's very humbling. But again, it's yeah. always an affirmation that I should keep going. Absolutely. I mean, we're talking about a globally recognized brand. Def Jam is just synonymous oh. with excellence in hip hop. And when you look at uh, what they're doing on the continent with artists like yourselves, it's it's just amazing. And then there's Nasty C, of course. He seems to be a mentor for yeah. you and the music scene. And so this is kind of like mm. following on with the decision, the steps and the moves that your mentor has, has also taken because he signed with uh, Def mm -hmm. Jam's main American division in March. So um, tell me yeah. about his mentorship and his steering of your, uh, your 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 music career, yeah. In all honesty, you know, sometimes people are always like, "Oh my gosh, you're always talking about Nasty," and I'm just like, "Well, yeah," because honestly, he's the reason I'm here more than I mean. Obviously, yes, there are higher powers, there's God, etc. But in in the physical realm, I, I I'm very grateful to the role he played. Um, 
you know, the, the fact that he saw it before I did and he believed mm. it before I did, you know, that the fact yeah. that he said, look, there's a spark, there's something to work with and I'm going to push you to get into studio and do something, you know, and there wasn't even a, a plan. It's not like we were sitting there and they're like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this and then we're going to blow up and then we're going to go to Def Jam, etc. <laughs> there was none of that. It was, I think for him, like I, one of the things that I love about Nasty, one, he's an old soul. He's so, and he's, he's such a genius. And also he's so um, caring when it comes to the craft of music. So I think for him, it wasn't necessarily about what he can get out of this, but it was his love naturally for the craft that he saw it in someone else. And he was like, let's nurture it. Mm. No matter what happens mm. to it, it's there. I like it. And I want to see what I can do with it. And um, yeah, the fact that he saw it before anyone did and he trusted you know, this idea and this concept, um, for me, that'll always play a role and it'll always be something worth mentioning because any the, the further I go, the, 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 the more I'm reminded that had I not taken that, not even me, had he not taken that leap of faith, you know, um, to say, yeah. let's do something. I, I don't know um, if I would have gotten here. And, you know, um, yeah, so I'm always grateful for him. And um, I, I love the fact that he doesn't also try to be like, yeah, yeah, I put you on. You know, he's just mm -hmm. like, yeah, we did that. And it is what it is. And it's cool. Whether I mention him or not, he doesn't mind. And he's always readily available. And it's so humbling. You know, as much as he's yeah. younger than me, I still see him as this, powerhouse who's also a genius and i i look up to him definitely Beautiful, beautiful. As you say, there's something mm. just so mature about him, so old soul about him, so chilled and calm. Mm. Um, but you chose a, a genre, Boiti, that is full of contestation. You know, it's an industry that thrives mm. on hierarchies. You have to perpetually mm. fight for your position to prove that you belong, that you you are that you belong in that top five that you you know going after number one how do you navigate that surely it's exhausting or do you because we do find those levels of competition and contestation also in mm. south africa you know it's almost followed the culture and the character of that hip-hop scene mm. in the u.s too mm. yeah um well you know what fortunately i've taken a different route um, in terms of how I navigate through the space. Um, I, I haven't gotten to that place, which I know eventually I will have to face the fact that I have to get into it because it's just one of those. It's part of the game and it is what it is. But um, fortunately, I haven't gotten to that space where I'm thinking um, around numbers or getting to a certain position, etc. I'm still at the in, I'm still at that phase where I'm still feeding um, the the yearning of why I started, you know. So that um, definitely um, shifts me away from concentrating on the noise, because ultimately everything always comes back to: Are you satisfied? Are you still happy with um, the route you're taking? Uh, are you happy with your space and your lane? And so that eliminates a lot of noise, and it, it it eliminates the like you said the contestation and trying to compete with someone else because. I still haven't finished that phase of feeding myself and, and feeling like I'm um, satisfied. So I'm still mm -hmm. at that space, you know, where everything that I do is all about, um, are you happy with the way it sounds? Are you happy um, to release it at this point? Are you excited? Are you, it's about me at this point. And I know that, like I said, it's all a phase. Um, I'm, I'm going to move into that phase where it's like, okay, um, I'm going to get out, um, I'm going to put out uh, an album and it has to be better than this person's album because I've seen their numbers, etc. But I'm not there yet. So it's helped yeah. me quite a lot in terms of navigating through 
the space because the, it shuts out the noise. So it's made it easier. And I have a great team mm. and that plays a huge role as well. So, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I do have some comments from uh, your fans, uh, people, of course, who follow your show, who watch your show on BET. <laughs> and Cabello, mm. hey, Cabello MG has uh, some comments as well on it. And he says that, um, can she just give Asante and Sana less exposure? So he says he loves your show, but can you just give those two but people less those two rather Imagine. Uh, less exposure. They are an extension of me. Yes. So how <laughs> you are going to see them if you're going to be in my space, they are with me all the time. So how can you it's like a telling a parent not to show their not to have their child around. That's weird for me. So I cabello take it. Take it. But last week and the past couple of weeks have been very difficult for us as a nation, Boiti. Um, you know, dealing with the levels of gender-based violence, of femicide, killing of children and women in this country. You know, it's incredibly painful. Um, you never hesitate to share your thoughts on these matters in spite of the backlash. I mean, social media mm. can be truly toxic as well in the sense that people will be abusive in order to silence your voice, especially if yeah. it's contrary to, to, to their own. And yet you continue, of course, to, to speak up. And as a result, of course, it's also uh, grown your numbers and your popularity. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know it helps with growing my popularity. <laughs> I had no idea. But um, my stance in terms of speaking out, um, yeah, it really has honestly nothing to do with what, with expectations of what people are going to say. I'm voicing out and I'm using my platform the way I feel is best. Um, as much as, you know, it's, it's I'm, I'm not physically rallying. I think it's a good start to use um, any form of platform, you know, to, to, to spread awareness and to also just share because ultimately every every woman that I know personally has been affected by um, gender-based mm-hmm. violence and it, 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 it can be sexually, physically, emotionally, spiritually, etc. We've all experienced it. We're ultimately all victims. So we're all speaking from a place of um, experience. So it's not uh, a matter of, um, you know, we're doing this because we have to speak about it, etc. I think it's like the main thread amongst all of us, whether one is speaking because they have to speak about it or whatever. I think at the core of it, we're all speaking from experience. So I can't actually allow the noise of mostly men um, who are bothered mm-hmm. to actually bother me because I'm speaking from experience and they're not. So it's, for me, like I think the passion comes from there. It's we're all speaking from experience and um, mm-hmm. there cannot be enough um, done or said, you know, we've, we've, we've rallied, we've marched, we've done this, we've done that. We've had campaigns left, right and center, and it's still happening. It's not just this week. It's not just the past week. It's mm-hmm. hundreds of years and, um, we cannot do enough. So me talking and getting a backlash here and there from, you know, fragile egos, etc., and fragile masculinity doesn't bother me. And it doesn't scare me because, I tweeted the other day, I said, I'm a woman. So I've probably heard every kind of um, uh, insult from a man. So I couldn't be bothered, you know, but the conversation has to continue and we'll get somewhere, but we're not going to get somewhere by still being afraid of the people that we're trying to speak against. It makes no sense. So, yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think it, it, it's, it, it's saddening as well to think that so many lives have been lost and yet people want to uh, criticize that we're not focusing <sighs> on stemming out this violence in our society, but instead our focus, so much of our focus is bringing down, is attacking uh, uh, voices of people who have every single right to be concerned. And the reality, as you say, mm. we are all victims and people don't, either, those that criticize also don't see how they are victims of this because it's also affected them. Toxic masculinity, masculinity uh, patriarchy has affected all of us um, and adversely Absolutely. so as well. So it, it's, it's almost like um, you can't see the thorn in your own eye and yet uh, you're uh. attacking other people. Um, and I hope that you continue to do that, that that fire in your belly uh, to, to constantly speak up uh, for those that can't speak for themselves, for those that are victims of this horror that we're seeing, that it continues to, to be fired up, honestly, because the we need to transform society and within, of course, younger generations. And you are one um. of those people that younger people look up to and admire. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, you know what? It's so strange because this feeling and this fire that you speak of, um, I don't know where it came from because it's not like I'm a. It, it's not like I, I've only known about gender-based violence now, but I've I've always um, been passionate about it. But I think something different has happened in terms of the the way I in which I speak about it and the way we, in which I relate to it. I don't know if it's turning thirty. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's spiritual. Whatever it is, though. I don't know. I can feel the difference in terms of how I am more confident in um, trying to speak about it. And it's not even from a place of, oh, I'm trying to be an activist, etc. I'm not trying to do anything. I, I just have felt this necessary urge to just talk. And I hope that it inspires others to talk more and to not back down and to not be afraid. Because, again, the brutal reality is whether you're afraid or not, whether you speak or not, whether, you, yeah, um, act, whether you're an activist or not, ultimately, mm-hmm. we must always be afraid that something is going to happen to us. So we, we, it's doomed if you do, doomed if you don't. So we'd rather just speak out and rather act, Absolutely. you know. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, on Twitter, one some one person Kululego says she is sheer authenticity. I love the conversation you're having with Azania. I think she's a living testimony of how powerful it is to be yourself, and that's you know that's exactly what you were speaking to earlier on. But one other thing that I think I've always loved observing about you, Boiti, is your philanthropy. Before, now you've got a foundation, you've established a foundation to address the challenges that are faced by, but not limited to women and young people in our society. You're focusing on education, mentoring and empowerment. But before that, it was direct. You know, lots of people would reach out Mm -hmm. to you um, and simply ask for help to say, I'm struggling, struggling with my groceries. I'm struggling to feed my children with paying my tuition and as that that would be it the, you you would find a way to to contact them to reach out and and contribute and i think that's always been very heartwarming about how you relate to people who um have to be vulnerable you know who have to turn to a social platform to a complete stranger and make themselves vulnerable in this way to ask for help yes i'm still on you're still on okay can you hear me ah yes perfect i can yes. hear you now yeah Okay. Yes, I was just saying that um, with regards to the the helping where I can, etc. I think it's something that I was taught from home from a very young age, and um, my grandma has always instilled 
um, you know, being of assistance in any way you can, whether it's a smile, a hug, a flower, um, words of encouragement, money, anything. Um, if you can, and if you're in a position to be of assistance, you should do it. And I think that's been with me forever. And um, even, I think it's it's become even stronger and broader in terms of um, maturing spiritually. So, yeah, I've, 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 I just opened myself up to, to that. And I think it's just, just grown. And I, 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 I look at it as, you know, I feel honored that people see some form of light in me um, to want to ask for assistance. Um, it's not necessarily like seeing it from a place of, oh, people are asking too much. For me, it's mm-hmm. someone saw a light that made them believe that I could be of assistance. And that um, is in a way like allowing God to use you or allowing your ancestors to use you. And that's, that's an honor. So that's how I've always looked at it. And that's how I've looked at being able to help people and people coming to me to ask for help, you know? So I've tried to, yeah. And it's great that you formalized it. I think it's beautiful. Can't wait to see what you do with the foundation. And so it's been 10 years. It's been 10 years in this game. You're fully committed to a life in the limelight, it seems. (laughs) You're committing and you're committed. You're committing to it. Never would I have thought. I didn't know. And when you say 10 years, it sounds like, it it feels like it was just yesterday, but it also just, um, I don't know, it's it's, it's encouraging as well. But also, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, but I'm grateful that I'm here. And it's been an uphill battle to a certain extent, but I feel like I'm 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 at a comfortable position where, I'm confident enough in the space that I'm in and and I'm also confident enough to want to help people get in as well and to celebrate others who are in and to also, like I have conversations a lot about um, what I'm going to do after this and it, it doesn't yeah. feel like it's very far away. I don't know why. It's very strange. So I don't know. Who knows? But yeah. yeah. So what have the highs and lows um, been? Give me one high and give me a low. The high, sure, there's so many incredible moments that have happened for me and to me. Um, The lows have definitely been, um, well, one of the lows was, you know, when people attack your character, it's, it's just, I think for me, it's bottom of the barrel in every single way, because I know who I am and I I work so hard at being um, a good person. And when people attack the core of who you are, and um, also, you know, and just people attacking you and not wanting to see you move forward. I think that for me has always been like the hardest thing to deal with when it comes to um, the industry and social media. So from people um, saying horrible things about you to um, reading articles that are not true about you, I think it's just contributing towards people wanting to see your downfall. And I've never understood that. It's a, it's a strange concept, but I mean, it's the nature of the beast. So that's been my lowest in terms of like people attacking my character and feeling like I don't deserve to go any further because I've dealt with that, you know. And then the highs is actually <laughs> just doing the opposite of that and, and actually moving and, and seeing people being shocked at how far I've come. And it's very exciting and it's very funny to always experience that because I've, I've, I think I've met a lot of people who um, we're very certain that by now I should have been uh, a has been, and it's really cool to like just look at them and be like, ha ha ha, what happened now? So, 
That's really cool. <laughs> Actually, slip that in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could hear that. So, Poiti, we're not just talking about um, things that happened here and there. Here is a WhatsApp that's coming from one of our listeners. And it says, I also have a testimony of how Boiti has come through for us. We once had a motivational speaker event in Potch of Strum in 2014. And Boiti agreed to show up for free. So no matter what people say about you, Boiti, to me, you will always be great. That's Tzietzi. Tzietzi, thank you so much for sharing that. And so uh, this is just testimony of, you know, the countless, uh, well, a whole host of people that uh, you've helped over the years. Thank you so much and congratulations. And here's to many more years. Thank you so much, Azania. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And I'll follow in your footsteps because you've been at it as well. So, yeah, I'm joining you as a, a permanent resident to the game of the industry. <laughs> permanent <laughs> resident. Thank you, Boiti. That's where we leave it right. Melo Tulo. Um, and, yeah, she's just a fantastic young woman, truly fantastic and just loving.